This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, welcome to episode number 44 of Off the Hosel. Uh, my name is Drew Koser, I am your host, and a rare occurrence uh, this week, I'm not joined by my two co-hosts in my brother Troy McClutter Koser, or the Reverend Dan. Uh, you know, Troy's working and Dan had some family stuff going on, so I am Han soloing it today. But we're in for a treat of an episode with an absolute great guest from Regina, um, I, I, I can't wait uh, for you guys to listen to this one because it's going to be a beauty and I'm really excited and he's excited to come on. So, uh, but, but before we get going here, I'd like to remind you that this is a Nissan driven podcast. Nissan is a proud supporter of Off the Hosel. Um, they're so great to work with. They have great customer service, great prices and Nissan is the way to go. They're located at 1111 Broad Street in Regina. Wow, it's a little different here without uh, my brother or the reverend. So I have to try and keep you all occupied here. Uh, quickly before we get going here, I want to give a shout out to the boys over at the Walk Off Homer podcast uh, from Regina, Saskatchewan as well. They had me on yesterday. I had a lot of fun. <clears throat> Sorry, they're a sports podcast doing great work. Um, I believe I'm uh, closing up for Darren Drager Thursday next, or this week, sorry, so tomorrow. Um, check them out. I mean, they're doing really good work. They just had Brian Burke on last week. Um, yeah, and really good dude. So I think actually I'm the golf update guy for, for them, and they wanted to talk some masters and stuff, and as we'll get to that later here as I'll try and keep you guys entertained. It's a little different here. I mean, obviously with episodes one to eight, I was by myself, and uh, this is the first one I've done So uh, without my co-host in the last 30-some podcasts. So uh, before we get going again here, I'd like to mention that we are now located at Divots Indoor Golf Center here in Regina, located on Rochdale Boulevard. Well, this place here, one, unbelievable staff, great people. It's a great atmosphere. I was here last Saturday night, played some holes with our, our video content creator, Christian. And wow, it was bumping in here. There was a couple of birthday parties. You know, obviously keeping the, the social distancing was definitely happening. So that was good. Um, but great food, great atmosphere, great people. Um, it's definitely a place you want to play golf at. And I just, I think I saw the other day, they had 230 registers for the, the men's league, Banana Lands. So congrats to them. Divots is doing a great job. We're happy to be here and they're happy to have us. So uh, come on down and, you know, maybe if you know some of the guests that we have on or obviously, I mean, if you hear some of the names uh, and you have questions, come on up here and ask us and, and we have no problem uh, asking your questions to them. So speaking of uh, new guests, uh, on Sunday, I will be recording with um, TSN uh, Head of Scouting and Craig Button. Yeah, it's a pretty cool one for, 
you know, just myself in general. I, I, I got to meet Craig uh, two years ago now, I think, or a year and a half ago now in Bonneville at the World Junior A Challenge. Um, that was the most nervous I've ever been. I don't know why, but now I feel like I didn't talk to anyone, you know. So Craig, I fired him a text, and he's going to come on the show. You know, he likes Saskatchewan. That's the whole idea of this. And uh, I had some people ask about, you know, a lot of hockey, a lot of golf, you know, it's a lot of country singers or whatever it is. Um, you know, the whole idea when I first started this was to, you know, grow the games in golf Saskatchewan, you know, talk about what's going on, the new events, amateur events, juniors. You know, I had the privilege of talking with Hunter Kuchar the other day. Uh, he finished third at the Junior Nationals, which is, you know, I was really happy for him. I talked about it. He was pumped about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the idea of this whole thing is uh, golf Saskatchewan, growing the game uh, obviously we're gonna have we're gonna have some celebs on too but the idea of that too is that they all portray back here you know guys like Duffy he likes loves being his Saskatchewan Dallas Smith loves being here uh, being in Craven so uh, that's the whole gist of it the idea is still to grow the game and I think moving forward we're gonna even continue to get you know maybe some live interviews on the course next year when COVID hopefully is gone um, you know, maybe maybe I'm recording with my caddy and with my brother and hey, hold the mic while I hack this one out of the bush, if you know what I mean. So uh, that's the idea. And, and, and I obviously want to get all the pros on around here, uh, move, get all Saskatchewan and then get to Alberta and BC and then come back to Saskatchewan, the juniors and the amateurs. So uh, just hang tight. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, first off, we have some great, um, great guests lined up. Um, as I just mentioned, uh, Craig Button next week. So Let's move on now to golf. Last week, uh, Brian Gay wins in a playoff in Bermuda. I got the, you know, I I got to watch quite a bit of it, and I look forward to every Thursday morning now. Just you know, or even Wednesday night when the parents are out, or um, you know, just getting to watch golf every every weekend. It, it, it's the best. Um, you know, obviously hockey's for me is just getting going uh, this weekend as we have a home and home. Um, so I've had the privilege of watching a lot of golf as, as, as all of you have, but yeah, it was a good, good event. Uh, happy for Brian Gaeta to win that event there. So, um, this week, the Vivint Houston Open defending champ Lanto Griffin. What a name, Lanto Griffin. Um, you know, I was trying to do some reading on this event. It looks like a, a decent feel, but I think a lot of people are very excited for the following week and back to when i talked about the top there with um the guys over at the walk off homer pod we talked about uh you know the masters and and, and that's why they wanted me to not break it down necessarily not that i'm a golf um maybe i am the golf guy i don't know what it is but you know we talked about the field and the pressure on tiger is there pressure i said and i don't think so uh can guys like jordan spieth figure out their game again but like I'm a huge speed fan and I know, I know a lot of people aren't uh, they talked about Bryce and um, you know I actually two hidden gems that I really like uh, Jason Day Justin Rose I think are guys keep an eye on this week um, but I also like Rory JT Brooks and uh, Bryson you know Bryson people hate on him I think the the train of uh, hating on Bryson is starting to come to a halt you know yes he reads a uh, extensive long yardage book every time he pots or hits but you know what you you can't really shame a guy for being as good as he is and, and all the work he put on during the 
during the pandemic. Um, so it's going to be an exciting uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, hopefully everyone stays healthy for the Masters. It's going to be a little different without fans, but uh, I think that the whole aura of the Masters will be uh, uh, the same as always. So um, this is going to be a little shorter intro this week, uh, obviously without talking to my brother or the Reverend and actually Christian isn't even here yet as well. So uh, before we wrap this up here, I do want to say before we send it over to our guest today, this, uh, this segment right away now is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, you know, Manscaped, you know, they've been great to us. They just came out with a new, um, oh, the weed whacker. This weed whacker thing goes right up your nostril, trims those nose hairs. Uh, you know, as you get older, hair becomes the cert coming out of places you didn't know it was supposed to be there. So, uh, Manscaped, the lawnmower, uh, I've been using the shampoo, body wash, the thing smells amazing. Uh, the ball deodorant, um, yeah, so check out Manscaped, www.manscaped.com, and be sure to use the promo code HOSL20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's HOSL20 for 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped. So check them out. Uh, all right, off now to our guest. Wow. You know, I, I texted him four months ago, got nothing. Didn't, didn't bother him again probably for a few weeks after that and nothing. And then he texted me out of the blue and said, hey, I, I noticed the Saskatchewan number. Who is this? Well, I said, hey, Kent. Kent Eager is our guest this week. And he was, you know, took a little while. He had a family stuff going on, so he got busy. But Kent Eager, um, you know, I had the privilege of practicing with him, not planned. Uh, I think a year, a year and a half ago now, at the Royal, we were just messing around, and he was giving me some tips and ideas on how to practice better, this and that. But Kent Eager, uh, really down-to-earth guy, uh, really funny. He called me last night. He's excited for this. Uh, you know, a lot of guys around Saskatchewan know who he is. Uh, he's a professional golfer. He's played on, you know, every tour I th think there is. Uh, he was also on the big break, so we'll talk to him about that. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I have this week for you. Um, I will send it over now to Kent Eager. I hope you guys enjoy it. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum, and coke, or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petro Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we're pleased to welcome in from Regina. He currently resides in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a pro golfer that has played on all sorts of tours. He's also was part of the TV series Big Break in 2011. Took place in Indian Wells. We're happy to have join us today, Kent Eager. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. How's it going, man? Not too bad. What's uh, what's happening right now in uh, in Kent's life down in uh, in Phoenix? No, not much down here, man. I've just been working uh, at Silverleaf, doing some caddy recently, so it's been pretty good. So down there, you're, are you playing a lot still, practicing, or are you kind of just uh, caddying right now? No, playing a little bit, not that much, uh, not much practice at all. Um, just trying to get the body right, man, to be able to, to, to get back in the grind. It's just, it's just not quite there right now. 
So, like, would you mind touching on, like, like what's exactly happening, or is that uh, just something you don't want to talk about right now? Uh, it's been happening for a while. Just kind of fell apart there pretty much completely. Um, just kind of lacked sleep, so everything just kind of spiraled, and uh, we're starting to get out of it. But uh, there's just some collateral damage, I think, there. So uh, we're just going to have to figure that out, and... Uh, you know, hopefully we can get back to health and give it a go. Uh, that's that's the plan. But uh, right now, I'm not playing. Not playing. Yeah. Fair enough. So, well, can't I? You know, a lot of these interviews, I like to backtrack. Um, let's backtrack this to a young Kent eater lifestyle. What sorts of things were you doing back in Saskatchewan growing up? Oh man, I loved. Uh, like, you know, now I think it's more to Oh, man, I live down here, but uh, I love growing up there, man. Um, I like the winter. You know, I like hockey. It was probably my first kind of sport I really loved, like that and golf, right? Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of miss some winter things, not necessarily the winter, but uh, <laughs> we had a good growing up there, man. I, uh, you know, I thought it was a great place to, to, to grow up. So I guess that leads into my next question. When did you, you know, really start to, uh, you know, play golf and, and play, not necessarily competitive, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to that later, but when did you pick up a club? Uh, maybe you and your brother started playing. Uh, you know, who really got you uh, in, 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 into playing? Sorry. I think I think maybe picking up a club when you're kind of younger. Um, not like a Tiger Woods type deal where they're swinging right, you know, right off the Yeah. <laughs> My dad liked to play a little bit. My grandpa really liked the game. And so at the lake, we'd, we'd play and, uh, you know, they'd send us out to, like, the Winnipeg Beach Muni, you know, or you could go out, like, shirtless and stuff. <laughs> and I think they had about seven holes there. And uh, But you could just go whacking around. So we were probably, I don't know, 10? Okay. Know? But I started getting more serious probably, you know, 16 maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, would you say that's when it really started to kick in? Like, hey, like I'm, I'm pretty good at this, and you know, I'll, I want to dominate the junior circuit, or what? No, you know what? Uh, as far as kicking in, I don't know if it really kicked in. I just kind of kept getting just a bit better and a bit better every year. I just kind of kept improving, and it was kind of just new in my head, though, that um, that I could do it. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So I never really got, like, serious to push enough. But, but deep down, I always kind of knew when I was, like, 16, I was like, all right, this is, I'm going to give this thing a go, you know? <laughs> um, but I remember at 16 actually making the Saskatchewan juvenile team. Yeah. Right? Which, which at the time is a big deal, right? Or you think it is, right? And, and it is, right? Absolutely it is. And uh, I remember I was, like, the fifth guy, and one of the guys uh, – I think Jason Natchew, I think was his name. He made the junior team and the juvenile team. And uh, so you could only play one, so they put him on the junior, and that got me my spot, right? Nice. Um, but it's a big boost, right, when you're 16. Well, it's funny you mentioned, like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think they brought back the juvenile stuff now, but when I was playing junior golf, like, I think three years in a row, I was the, or two out of the three years, I was the alternate. And, and I, I never made it, and now I'm still trying to crack a spot on the men's team at some at some point here. But I just turned 25, so I could potentially make the mid-am team next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that mid-am's prime at 25 now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
that's, the only, that's the only positive thing about turning 25. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a positive for sure, man. 25 is a nice age, so don't take it for granted, you know. I won't. <laughs> well, I mean, you just mentioned the juvenile team, and you play with some guys. I believe you know Dean Darwent, Lane Balmer, and John Greeno. Uh, how was that experience, and where did that tourney take place? You know what? That uh, if I remember right, that tournament was at um, in Calgary, at, I think Elbow Spring. And um, it, it, it was just a juvenile, so they only did B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. It's a four-man team, so 16 players. And uh, I can't remember how the team did, but I remember <laughs> finishing second. Nice. And, uh, you know, and it was kind of like just another little wake-up call, right? Because yeah. like, I don't remember playing great. I just remember playing how like, you played, right? Yeah. And uh, you see all the BC guys killing it nationally, so you know who they all are, right? Absolutely. And to just go in there and kind of just play how you play and finish second, you're kind of you're kind of going, okay, you know, let's roll. <laughs> well, so I wanted to ask. I mean, you must have some stories from that juvenile event there with, with some of the boys here. Sorry, sorry. What was that? I was just saying you must have some stories from that juvenile tournament there. <laughs> You know what, man? I don't remember much about stories. Like, we were 16. I don't think we were doing much, right? <laughs> we were just kind of probably rolling up to the golf course, getting some food, and heading back to the hotel, you know? Yeah, we for sure. We were probably still on the water back then, you know? <laughs> All right, well, let's jump this uh, two years ahead here then. I mean, you win a tournament in main prize. Uh, how was that? Um, you know, I mean, I believe that there was a team as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I think. What, sorry, what was the second part there? Because uh, you played an event in, in Main Prize. What, was that a team event or is that uh, just singles? No, the the Main Prize. Uh, that was the the uh, Saskatchewan Junior. Oh wow. What year? Yeah, I was eighteen. I think that year is my last year of eligibility, and uh, I think I finished fifth the year before. I just missed the team. Been there. Uh, Tyler Kellett beat me beat me in the team we we're playing together so he beat me and uh so 18 um you know i really wanted to win that one just at least once you know yeah and, and uh i don't remember much about it other than i think it was just windy and uh and we got the job done you know so that was nice so, I mean, Kent, I want to ask, I mean, obviously moving, in, moving out of high school and junior golf, I mean, what did you end up doing? Like, were you, were you working or was it auto golf right away? No, no, no. I couldn't wait to get out of, uh, <laughs> I, we, we went, I went to the mountains, uh, to British Columbia after high school. Uh, me and probably five buddies just, uh, went out, got some jobs out of Panorama. Uh, nice. like lifties and, uh, whatnot. And uh, so I spent the winter there just snowboarding, and because uh, we always loved the mountains, heading out on Easter or whatever, and being a flatlander in Regina, you know. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to get a little taste of it. And so, anyways, we moved out there, and I had no idea when I was going out there that they'd good golf, you know. Yeah. So I worked at the at the ski hill all winter, just doing my thing, and then all of a sudden the snow kind of starts melting a little bit, and in the valley and you're looking around and uh, you got Eagle Ranch and you got uh, the radium courses and 
that gray wolf and all this stuff and i just look around and i'm like i'm not going home you know <laughs> yeah um, so i just stayed there worked at radium resort for probably five summers wow and did three winters kind of skiing and and kind of went back and forth that way so like my next question kent is was there ever thought of playing college golf because it looked like you jumped right into pro I turned pro at 24, I think, 24, 25. Okay. Um, but I, I got kind of, I got kind of lucky in a sense that when I was playing amateur in BC, um, you know, James Lepp kept whooping up on me, you know? Oh, yeah. And he, was, he was the top amateur in the world at the time. Um, and so I, I'd, I'd watch him just whoop up on everyone, whoop up on me, but... Um, you know, I kind of noticed that, like, you know, he's whooping up on other guys a little more. Yeah. And and I got to see what the number one player looked like, and uh, and I I, I I I don't know. It helped me just kind of grasp, like, okay, that's the number one guy, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I always kind of knew that, but uh, but yeah, when I turned pro, I came down to the Gateway Tour. Um, down in Phoenix. There was a great tour at the time. They were getting probably 140-man fields. Oh, wow. Uh, playing three out of four weeks uh, in Phoenix. So you got to kind of rent a place, sleep in your own bed, save expense. Yeah, exactly. Probably about 130, 140 grand a week, right? Which was, was really good at the time. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I did. I decided, uh, you know, at 24, 25, I'm going to give this this thing a shot. Uh, you know, this this was the way. Um, I didn't want to go and start playing on a Canadian tour because I just didn't feel like um, you could practice as much or get better as much. Uh, all your days off were spent kind of on the road, right? Yeah, for sure. I thought basing myself out of one place for a couple of years, uh, get play you could be really prepared for each tournament you could settle down maybe get somebody to help you and really develop and get better in terms of, of that instead of just kind of hopping on a plane going week to week and uh kind of taking your game with you, you know? yeah for sure well, in, in the Kent, I, want, I wanted to ask you, and I kind of missed it here. You know, a lot of Saskatchewan people want to know this stuff. You played on three Wellington Cup teams, uh, two Pacific Coast teams while playing amateur in BC, as you mentioned, uh, runner-up to Graham uh, Dillette, friend of the show, at the Glencoe. Um, you know, what was that experience like, just even playing on those three Wellington Cup teams? Just walk us through that. Well, you know, as far as experience, um, I'm not really much of an experienced guy. Like, uh, I think experience is overrated. If you're good, you're good. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I like um, this. It's perfect. I think experience is kind of like, okay, there might be a little bit of that, but okay, buddy, it's time to go, right? How yeah. How many you need to figure out? You keep doing the same thing, right? Yeah. So experience is overrated, but I, I do remember, like, and I expected to make all the teams, but I didn't have disappointment. Um, so it's not like you get on there and it's like, cloud oh, nine, you did your job, right? Yeah. But I do remember, like, the, the first Pacific Coast I ever went to was, uh, was kind of a little bit of an eye-opener. Because I had never really 
played much, man. I mean, I mean, I played in Saskatchewan, I played in BC, but I'd never really played anywhere in the states. Yeah. And I'd never played against the college guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm snowboarding in the winter, working in the summer, right? Yeah. And these guys are all all Americans, and uh, you know, played in the Masters, played in the U.S. Open, played in this, won the NCAA, and they're all there, right? Yeah. And so I show up on the BC team, just you know, off the ski hill, and uh, you know, you're sitting there playing against all these all Americans. And I remember I played just how I played. I don't, I don't remember playing great. I don't remember playing poorly. And I ended up seventh, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking around, and I'm going, damn, that guy just played the Masters last year. He beat me by a shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy won the public. He, he, I beat him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of opens your eyes, because, like, when you're not there, you think the All-American must be unbelievable, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you start seeing their knots, and that's kind of where I got to see James Lem, where I said, okay, well, this guy's the best, so I don't really need to see anyone else. If, if I can hang with him, you must be doing something right, you know? Absolutely. Well, so, Ken, I want to ask, too, I mean, do you remember much playing with, you know, Graham, uh, Lindsey Bernikiewicz, and some of those Saskatchewan guys? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to high school with Lindsey. We played on, like, the high school golf team. But before that, we played, you know, just junior stuff. And same with Graham. And Graham, uh, he was one year younger than me. Okay. Um, and we played, the, I think, uh, the junior team together. But we were buddies in junior, right? Yeah. Like we were buddies. So we, and he played tournaments from a pretty young age, too, or, or from whatever. And I just remember we'd all hang out, like, at the junior tournaments, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you'd go up and walk to the zoo. And, uh, so I knew Grant pretty decent as a junior. I remember a couple of tournaments he'd come and stay at our house if it's a, for the Wascana tournament or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I don't remember really much about anything. Like, I don't remember, you know, what his game was like. I don't remember what my game was like, right? Yeah. I remember much in terms of that. Oh, you still there, there, Kent? Okay, Kent, I have to ask. I mean, moving into some pro now, I mean... I don't know. I mean, you turned pro at my age, and, I mean, I want to know, what was that first, I mean, again, you said experience, you, you don't really, you know, believe, I wouldn't say believe in it, but that's not your thing. Um, it looks like you ripped it up early in, in your career. Walk us through your first years in pro, and, and how was that grind? I don't know if I quite caught that, but I think <laughs> I got it. It's pretty much how it was my first kind of year out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You know, it was good. It was good. And, um, I learned lots and I learned quick, which was a good thing. So I, at the time, what you had to do to get on this tour, because it was so cool, is you'd have to buy a whole series, okay? So they'd have like 15 events and you'd have to put up like 18,000 bucks, right? Yeah. And then if you didn't want to play, you could sell your spot. So you're pretty committed. And I, I don't remember starting it. I know I know my very first round shot like an eight. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Like 80, 72 on the course is not very difficult. And yeah. I missed the cut, Mr. Boy. And I just remember thinking, like, uh, you idiot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 
like like that wasn't even you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, you know, I calmed down pretty quick though. And um, I remember I was frustrated though at some point earlier because I I'd maybe made two cuts, maybe missed four cuts or something like that. But it was ridiculous because I was just doing it to myself. And every week I've gained confidence in the terms of I never needed to see success to know I could have success. Yeah. What I mean by that is like, I would look at the leaderboard, right? And I'd just look at it and I might've shot two over and missed the cut, right? Yeah. But I could look at the leaderboard and say 11 under won that tournament. That's all you guys did. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'd look at the board for the first half of the year and just be like, damn, man, these guys aren't that good. You know what I mean? Like the numbers are shooting. You, you got that. Yeah. And anyways, I remember at a certain point I missed the cut again. And uh, I went into the office, got a yell and a scream, and I said, I said, sell my spot. I'm done. I'm done. And I was never done long term, but like, like I said, you had to buy the whole package, so you're committed, right? Yeah. But you could sell it. So I went into the office, and I said, sell my spot. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and the guy's like, would you shoot? I said, 72. He goes, that's not that bad. I go, bullshit, that's not that bad. That's terrible. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm ready to win, and I'll come back then, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so anyways, I, I missed the next event. I said, sell it. The next week I call him back, I said, sell it. The next week I come back ready to win. And I knew I was ready to win, I trained my brain the last couple of weeks, and it, it was just enough, you know? <laughs> and uh, anyways, I came back and won that week, you know? Nice. And, and that was big because it's kind of like, okay, there you go. You've been looking at the boards all year. You got fired up. You went home. You did something about it. You came back. You got it done, right? Yeah. And then from there on, I just kind of put my pedal on the metal, and I just said, I got you guys. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and then it went pretty good. I made about 15, 16 straight cuts and uh, continued winning at a, at a pretty decent decent speed, you know? Well, so that's... It, it was a pretty good start. Not cr- a real good start, but I <laughs> Well, I, I actually like that story. I mean, you, you just, you know, sell two in a row and then come back and win. Like, take that, hey? That's um, that's money. I mean, because, I mean, even off, you know, we were talking off the record, I mean, you won five times in three years uh, on the gateway. And then the Canadian Tour, I mean, you won and set the storm record there, 26, 27 under. Like, I mean, wow, like, like that's... I mean, clearly you figure something out along the way, you know, losing, and then, you know, you, you shoot 72, and then you wait two weeks off, and, and then you must have found something. So you didn't find anything. It's, it's all just, like, you know, you're playing week in, week out, week in, week out, and, um, you know, at some point as, a, as an athlete, you, you just kind of snap, right? Yeah. And it's like it's either you, you get it done or... You know, if you snap and you come back and you still suck, maybe you just don't have it. You know what I mean? I understand, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right? You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, the wins on the Canadian Tour were nice for me, especially the first one. Um, because at the time, at that time, and I think it's always this way with golf or with human beings or with whatever in competition, is 
If you played on the gateway and you're winning on the gateway, you thought, oh, the gateway If you're on the Canadian tour and, uh, you know, you think that tour's better. You're on the Hooters tour, you think that tour's better, right? Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of guys from the Canadian tour look at you and say, oh, well, you did well there. Well, you haven't been here yet. So to be able to go out there in, I think, my seventh event and go set the scoring record, uh, you know, it kind of validates what you had to do and do, right? Absolutely. So now you're going, well, I'll do it, you know, you kind of bring your game with you at that point, right? You kind of, kind of believe you can get done anywhere, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, Kent, this is a good one here for you. So Dean Brown uh, mentioned to me that I should ask about the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and who you got to play 18 with. You care to elaborate? Yeah, that, you know what? That was uh, kind of bittersweet, I guess. It was the best part about the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach was Paul, I think. You know? Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was my favorite part. It was just qualifying for and knowing that you're gonna you're gonna be playing in it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I didn't I I didn't feel that good there. Um, I think I was starting to have I didn't realize it necessarily was time, although I kind of think I did. I just kind of didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was you know I, I was kind of tight, and uh, I just wasn't feeling that good, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little disappointing because I didn't feel like I kind of kind of compete at my best there, and. Uh, and, you know, once I got there, I probably should have treated it maybe a little different. I kind of just looked at it like, treated it like another event, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, when you play two days, it kind of happens quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of get there, you play a practice round, you uh, shoot your 76, 77, or 76, <laughs> 78, I think, and uh, you're on your way home, you know what I mean? Yeah, one, well, just one trunk slam and you're on your way. But it was uh, it was nice to uh, to have done it. I guess you know now you watch the open and, and you can think, well, I played in that. But I'm not very satisfied with that one, so I really want to get myself into another one. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not that satisfied with that. So that's, that's a good moment, but it's kind of kind of ticked me off a little bit, too, right? For sure. Well, I was gonna ask, they, who did you play with? You know what? I don't know. I played with, I believe, John Curran, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, I think he was just a qualifier. I didn't, I didn't know him. Oh, okay. Uh, but I got to play in the practice round. I played uh, not all day, but I just got to play the 18th hole with Tom Watts. Wow. Cool. How was that? Yeah, so Yes, yes, we were, and this this is a good one actually. Yes, he, he goes, "Where are you from?" And I said, "Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada." And he goes, "Oh, I love Saskatchewan." He goes, "I'm going up there in a couple of months." I guess he goes and does some hunting up there. Oh wow! So yeah, that's said, pretty he, cool. He, said he goes there. So. <laughs> Anyone might see might see Tom Watson walk there. <laughs> so Kent, I have to ask too. I mean, you know. Obviously, going from you know junior golf to amateur golf, to, you know, to pro, what sorts of adjustments did you have to make? You know, obviously money, traveling. Like, what was that? Like, what were some of those adjustments? 
Well, between, between like amateur and pro? Yeah, just like moving on from amateur to pro golf and, you know, learning how to budget. and. You know, uh, you know what? It's, it's all the biggest adjustments to me and everybody's different, but the biggest adjustment is, is actually pretty common sense. Like, uh, you're a pro now, right? Yeah. You know, be professional. Like, what does that mean? It's how you practice it. What's the quality of practice? You know what I mean? Uh, are you doing the little things? Uh, you know, if you have an issue with your game, let's fix it. You know? Yeah. Uh, looking deep into every aspect. So you're looking at like 50 different avenues to get better, opposed to just like, oh, I have to hit it better. You know, the amateur method. Oh, I just have to hit it better, right? Um, so I, I don't know. The, the adjustment, though, it's, it's just more or less in the end comes down to self-belief. You yeah. Know? In, in the end, if you really believe it, um, and you go about right, you know, if you have a weakness, fix it. Um, yeah. Stay on stuff. You know, practice, like, structure. You know, don't just go hit balls. What are we working on? How are we doing it? The brain, how's our overall attitude? You know, how all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And um, I think in amateur, we just don't do that. Like, I remember as an amateur, I don't even think I cared about putt until I turned professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even think I cared about putt. And as soon as I turned professional, it's just like, okay, buddy, you have to become a good putter. Period. How are we going to do that? Okay, let's go, right? And and you just kind of put the work in. Um, but it boils down to self-belief. That's the bottom line. If, uh, if you're waiting for results before you can see them, probably going about it the wrong way. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if you're just... I don't know. I, it just boils down to if you think you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't, pretty much, right? For sure. Well, that's <clears throat> that's funny you mentioned that. Sorry. Uh, you know, I think it might have been two years now, but we were at uh, the Royal Regina, and I ran into you on the you know the practice holes there, and I was chipping the same. <clears throat> sorry, chipping the same. You know, fifty golf balls in the same spot, and you know, I I questioned you at Woody Woodpecker, yeah, about my cousins, and you knew them, and then you said, hey, what are you doing? And I was hitting the same shot in the same spot. And you're like, no. You know, because you, you never didn't have the same lie every time in a and golf then, course. And then you're, uh, then you're not going to have that shot on the, on the, on the course for two weeks, right? Exactly, yeah. So then you started, you know, you were throwing yeah, golf balls at different spots. And that... moving. Sorry, yeah. go on. Sorry, go on yeah, there, Ken. practice is huge. And, uh, yeah, practice is huge how you're going about it can spend hours at it and, and kind of get nowhere you can spend hours at it and make a lot of progress you know absolutely um, you know i'd recommend just throwing, throwing balls everywhere you know and, and taking your time on each one you know what's the lie uh you know what's the lie because most amateurs i see i caddy for all the amateurs now and uh most of the amateurs i see um you know, they just don't read the lie right to give themselves a chance. It's not even like the technique's bad, right? But that's, that's 90% of chipping is just being able to read the lie right, you know? Yeah. So these are things you're working on. You, you hit them where they lie, and you kind of start reading lies where you're good. That feels like, it's, you know, a lot of ground in that one, a lot of grass, into the grain, down grain, you know, cross grain, thicker, thinner, right? Yeah. Well, you just put, you you put my mind in a pretzel there, Ken. And in your instincts, <laughs> and you start making minor manipulations that, uh, you know, that, 
help you be consistent, right? Absolutely. Well, you just put my mind in a pretzel. So, but yeah, <laughs> you're right though. <clears throat> um, you know, Chant, I want to end if you're like 16 now. End if you're like 16 now. Go hit the weight room and just smash the ball. Yeah. That doesn't hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chant, quickly here, I want to ask a more questions before we go into our uh, our segment. Uh, the big break. You know, you, you mentioned off record. You lost an $80,000 match. Uh, you played in Indian Wells. You know, I want to ask, how fun was that? And what was the process getting selected to that show? Um, process, uh, you know what, is actually the Canadian tour had a show, and it's called Chasing the Dream. Okay. So they did uh, They did this show, Chasing the Dream. It's like half an hour on every Canadian tour event. Um you know, whatever. The winner was kind of the feature guy for the show. And um, anyways, my, uh, the guy who produced that, um, Big Break came to, I guess, the Canadian tour, said, hey, who do you think would be good? He said, me, I did an interview. I thought I had it locked up because they sent me the paperwork. Uh, anyways, never heard back. And then uh, fast forward, like two years later, I'm playing Papago out of the blue come off the, the course and the big breaks right there and I went and talked to them and then I got on I got on that show nice um, so that was, that was how I got on the show and uh, as far as the show I had a blast I thought it was super cool um, I always loved the show though I had been watching it for since the first episode yeah and so I was a huge fan of the show I just thought it was awesome um, and just to see how they produce it, be a part of it. And uh, I thought it was fun just for friends and family, right? I thought they got a kick out of it. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Every day was kind of an adventure. You go out there, and it was, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Well, I, I kind of wanted to ask, because, I, I mean, obviously it's TV. Now, you, I mean, you, I mean you, you lost the match. Now, is that is that is it all played out or is it like let like, let's go out and play le- legit golf like how do you yeah they just walked us through that uh sorry man i didn't quite get you but you're wondering about the final match there yeah just curious on on how it all works like like is it actually like played out as portrayed or is it like yeah, scripted ours was a little different generally what they had most of the time was like just an eight-pool match, play match. Okay. Uh, but our episode, our season, the theme of it was money. And so uh, you, you got money throughout the course of the season or, or people lost their money when you had no money or gone, you know? Yeah. And so in the final match, the way they set it up was they had uh, dollar amount values for each one. So like the first... Um, this hole might be worth $2,000. The third hole might be worth $5,000. But by the time you hit the back nine, the holes are worth fifteen, thirty, forty-five thousand dollars $45,000, right? Oh, wow. So the way it set up was um, you could lose the early holes, but essentially who won the last hole was going to win the match, right? Yeah. And so he uh, he ended up winning more holes than me for sure. But he, he took me first few holes off me i can't remember <laughs> but i really didn't do damage and then i think i beat him on maybe uh maybe hole 12 or something like that 
and I think we had about three holes left, and I just need at least half pretty much um, because in overtime, it was just so heavily towards the guy who was up. It was almost a lock. Yeah. And uh, came down to the last hole, man. I, uh, I don't know what happened. I hit a decent shot, just tugged it a little left, and kind of got caught behind some trees. It wasn't too bad. Had something. Uh, you know, had to keep it under. Hit a fair shot. Kind of awkward little chip spot. Hit a fair shot and just... Uh, Gas the pot, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. <laughs> and uh, so then he went into the overtime up and then took me down, man. So that sucks, but uh, but it's still pretty cool. Absolutely. Already, chant off to our uh, segment now. Questions from the gallery, sponsored by Divots Indoor Golf, which we are located at. Divots is an indoor golf facility that is located in Regina on Rochdale Boulevard. Divots is fun, great service, and a place to work on your game. We're just playing, have fun. Overall, great people and a good atmosphere to be at. Head on down to Divots today. Don't make Divots, play at Divots. All right, Kent, what's your uh, lowest score? Lowest score, uh, 61 minus 10. Wow, where at? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> You've had like 10 of them? <laughs> radi- radium. Really? Nice. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, sorry. That's a, a 10 at Radium is 62. Um, I had a 10 down here in Phoenix. I can't remember the course, but it was it was a 10 under. Nice. Favorite course in Saskatchewan? Uh, Wasa Sioux. okay. Um, what is your on-course snack? What's my off-course off go-to? On-course snack. Sorry, the on-course? On yeah. Uh, fade, man. Is that what you're looking for, the shot? No, no. What are you eating on the course after nine holes? Oh, sorry. There, I can hear you better. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I'm terrible at the nutrition on the course. I'd be happy to get a banana in. I'd prefer an orange. Um, maybe one of those kind bars, you know. <laughs> but I am bad at. The, I could I could do better at nutrition on the course than here. Um, I what is your go-to shot? Are you the high draw, high cut, or what's your shot? You know what? I always just like to fade it if I can. Really? Uh, that was always my go-to shot. It was just kind of pretty straight, just kind of dropping right. I like it. Um, and if I can feel like I'm really releasing the club and it's still fading, then you know you're doing something good. No, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. If golf didn't turn out to be your job, what have what would you have done instead? If I wasn't golfing, what would I do? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not golfing much now and caddying, so I might be doing that. I guess. <laughs> All right, two more here for you. Favorite part about coming back home to Saskatchewan? Uh, just seeing friends, fan and family. I like it. All right. I like playing the courts when I'm back there too, because uh, like I, I left when I was just 19, right? So my game's kind of got a lot better. So it's fun playing the courses you grew up on with like a different game, you know? Absolutely. 
Okay, one more question here, and then I have a uh, one more for you guys. So here's our last question from the question from the gallery. What is the weirdest or dumbest thing your caddy has ever said to you over your pro career? You know what, man? I haven't. Uh, I, I never got too into the caddies as far as like uh, blaming them or thinking they're doing a great job or bad job. I was always kind of, you know, it's on me. But I did have one caddy one time who just kept pissing me off. Um, <laughs> I was playing terrible. It was at a cue but I was playing terrible. And I, I was just, it was one of the worst mental weeks of my life. I just wasn't thinking through anything clearly. Yeah. And every time I'd make a stupid mistake, he'd go, oh, I knew it, you know? <laughs> or every time I'd, I'd hit a putt and it'd like break too much, back. would be like, oh, I knew it going to break. Well, why do you tell me? I looked at him and I said, man. I said, you know everything. I said, you think you can maybe tell me uh, one of these when you see me with the driver on the tee for five minutes while we leave, that maybe this ain't the smartest thing to do. <laughs> but he just every time after, I'd be like, hey, man, what do you think, uh, right edge? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I like right edge. It'd break like two feet, and he'd be like, I knew it. I knew it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just like, get out of town, man. <laughs> I love it. All right, last thing here for you, Ken, before I, I let you go. Um, you know, one piece of advice you, you could give a young junior golfer back home or anywhere listening today on, on what it takes to make it. Well, it's, it's, it's not going to, you know what, you don't need to be winning now. Like, I wouldn't worry about winning now. Just, just win the battle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get better every year. Just because you're not the best at 14 or the best at 15 or the best at uh, 17 doesn't mean you're not going to be the best at 25. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's about just continually getting better. If you're getting better at a snail's pace, that's fine. As long as you're getting better. Just don't go backwards. Yeah. Right? So in order not to go backwards, what do we got to do? We've got to be well Right? Absolutely. You know what I, mean? so, I got you. So check all the balls. Don't just say, oh, I hit it good. I don't putt good, so I don't worry about putting and uh, chipping's not that important. No, check all the boxes. How's my mental game? How's my uh, physical? How's my, you know, just check all the boxes. And the more boxes you can check, um, you know, you're just going to keep getting better and better and better and keep finding new boxes to check, right? Absolutely. But as long as you're getting better, you're in good shape, you know? Yep. Um, and you don't need to go to the top school. Like, if you don't get recruited to Arizona State, that has zero bearing on whether you're going to be a good professional, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So take what you can get, go there, make the most of it, keep getting better. And uh, next thing you know, I can't tell you how many guys I've played with throughout the years on mini tours who... You know, the guys who were winning, you know, you could just tell their game maxed out. And you'd see another guy, um, you know, Brandon Harkins, actually, he played PGA. He's been going between PGA and Web.com, and he's been really successful the last bunch of years. But I remember Brandon playing all the mini tours in, in Phoenix. And, uh, you know, he was getting smoked, you know what I mean? And then he'd come back the next year. Yeah. And he'd play with everybody. And he'd be like, everyone looks the same except for Brandon. He's better. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, I get you. And it wasn't a two-year thing for him. It took him four, five, six years, and then all of a sudden he comes back one year and he's like, "Damn, man, <laughs> he's good, right?" Yeah. Stays on the PGA, so you know, I just say keep getting better, keep getting better, and um, find find different ways to get better. It's not just about one aspect. Work on your weaknesses, uh, and just give yourself an honest assessment, you know, of of what's going on, and then fix. Well, that's some. Uh, uh, and then, and then believe. You know what I mean? The guys out there down in Florida, the guys out there in California, the guys out there in Arizona. Uh, if you're playing good golf, these guys aren't playing any better. Yeah. I can assure you that. Good golf is good golf. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and 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 you know, if you're in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta. You know, you don't need to play 24-7, seven, seven days a week, 365. You know what I mean? Play yeah. the other sports, get athletic. When we turn 18, you know, we, we got time to go start playing more, right? Yeah. But I just say keep getting better, man. Like, if you're getting better, you're going somewhere. If you're not getting better, you got to figure out what, what, what am I doing wrong here, right? What do we got to do? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's uh, exactly. and putting's important, and and just stick on the short game there. <laughs> short game, short game, short game. Yeah, that's uh, some great advice there, that's, Kent. That's um, sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say like this has been so much fun today. I'm happy you came on. Uh, I'm sure everyone down here and around the world and listen to this podcast. All the sassy boys are excited. Uh, I hope you get healthy and and you're playing again soon. And I'd love to have you back on after your, your next win. All right, man. Thank you. All right, Ken. Take care. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Hi. Troy Koser from Off the Hosel. Go and visit our friends over at Rapid Lawn Landscape Solutions to get that green grass that you've always wanted. Be like me and many others that they've helped over the past few years to get that yard that they've always dreamed of. They offer such services as synthetic turf, residential landscaping, landscaping supply, and hydro seeding. Call them at 306 993 7300 to get your free quote or email rapidlawn.ca. Also, don't forget to ask about the Rapid Lawn Finance It program. Again, call 306 993 7300 or email rapidlawn.ca. Alrighty, there it is, episode 44, uh, you know, with guest Kent Eager from Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, I can't really ask my co-hosts as they're not here today. But, you know, a lot of good topics Kent talked about. I mean, we talked junior golf, uh, amateur golf, you know, so well in the cup teams, Graham, uh, Bernakiewicz, uh, James Lepp. Uh, you know, Kent played in the U.S. Open, got to play the 18th hole with uh, Tom Watson, which is uh, pretty cool. So... Uh, I'd probably do my left nut to play with him for one hole. But um, other than that, I mean, it was a really good interview. Even even the last question there, Kent had a lot to talk about just on what it takes to make it and, you know, the grind and the process and, and you know, practices essentially everything in, in this game of golf. Uh, and I've heard it many times from, uh, you know, a guy I, you know, respect a lot in Dean Brown. Uh, you can't cheat the game. So um, you got to practice hard if you want to be, you know, the best. So, again, with no other co-hosts here, I don't have too much to talk about. Quickly, I want to mention, obviously, our sweaters are in now, off the hosel sweaters, crew neck sweaters. We are working on some 
you know, t-shirts and, and other stuff as well. Hats moving in now. Um, so stay tuned for that. And again, off the top, I mentioned uh, our guest on Sunday I'm recording with, and I'm sure Troy will be back in town for that one. Uh, Craig Button, TSN Director of Scouting, uh, former NHL GM in the league. Should be a lot of fun. You know, I, I'm a hockey scout, so it'll be you know cool to learn from a guy such as uh, Craig Button. Um, I don't have much more. I do want to say I, our social media handles are at underscore off the hosel on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is just off the hosel. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's all I have this week. So hope you guys enjoy the pod. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Peace. See ya. Get on down to Divots. Indoor golf. Play some golf. See y'all. Peace.